Welcome to Extra Time. Now we have stepped out of our usual structure and I am here at Friendford Clubs in Ilford, one of the many locations hosting the biggest ever football session. There's been a great turnout here today, which is hardly a surprise given the rapid growth and success of the women and girls game, especially off of the Lionesses' success at the Euros in the summer. Now, if your club wasn't quite prepared for that rapid growth, then don't worry, you haven't missed the boat because around the corner coming up this summer is the Women's World Cup and we're here to make sure that you get ready for that opportunity. Tom and Sarah are up in Manchester. Let's say hello to them now and see who they have been talking to. Thanks Charlotte. Yes, we've managed to grab Lisa here at the Great Academy Ashton, who's PE lead uh, at local primary school. Lisa, why is it so important having days like today for girls? Um, well, I think just looking behind us and seeing the amount of girls that are actually involved today, um, you can see how important it is for the girls to get involved and they actually want to play football. Um, and like they're obviously having a great time and they're really glad that they're not in maths today as well. <laughs> So Lisa, just picking up on, on what you alluded to there about providing girls with opportunities, how important is it to create space or provide access for them to play football? Um, so important, especially in our school, it's probably the same across the board to be fair. Um, the boys kind of overtake the pitches, the girls are too nervous to go over, they don't want to join in because the boys are better at playing in their opinion, so they don't want to allow the girls. So today we've um, opened up our pitch to just girls um, at our school. Um, the boys are being kicked off it for today. We've got some uh, skills games going on and a few full games, um, and hopefully they can get involved and pass that on to the rest of the school. And boys generally play for different reasons to what girls play. Obviously, girls here need to be obviously with the, their social group. How yeah. important is that? Um, the girls, we do find it is more of a, a social club for them and they do like to go and be part of a team, whereas the boys um, in our school especially, they do tend to be more solo players within the team and like to be the, the glory hunters, if we, if we will. <laughs> and then in terms of them having role models as well, you mentioned that there was a couple of girls from your school who've taken part in the Game Changer yes. training recently. Can you tell us a bit more about that? Um, yeah, so it, they're promoting girls football within our school. Um, so they've been on the training recently. They've had an assembly this morning. Um, um, where they've spoken to the whole school about what's going on um, to do with Let Girls Play. Um, they're trying to promote, um, well, football in general, but they are definitely trying to promote girls' football. They're going to take on what we've done today and carry it on into different lunchtime sessions. So um, hopefully they can get us a girls' team together and we can play a bit more. I'm going to hit you with one final question. <laughs> it's International Women's Day. How proud are you as an individual, as a female, obviously doing the role you do and the part you play? obviously very proud um usually it would go to a male there's not too many males in our school so it's fell to me but um i'm probably the sportiest in the school so that's why i've got it um but yeah it's really nice to see um so many that have come out and uh, wanted to join in so yeah well lisa keep up the fantastic work charlotte back over to you Well, so much has been said about the government's announcement to invest in football in schools. So I think it's really important we hear what a teacher has to say. And I'm delighted to have Katie alongside me. Katie, firstly, tell us a little bit about yourself, your role and what school you're from. Um, so I'm a secondary PE teacher from Chadwell Heath Academy. Um, and yeah, I'm just in charge of all the football at the Chadwell Heath Academy. And I've uh, been there for five years. So yeah, I'm really enjoying it. An awesome job. And I just yeah. wondered, how does it make you feel bringing the girls to big events and occasions like this? 
it's, it's, it's so inspiring for me and for the girls. I think it's incredible for them to be part of not just a small event, but something that's actually um, such a big event that's going on across, across the whole of the UK and, you know, be a part of something that maybe be a part of history, you know, and, and to um, get involved in it, not just playing the game, but also being able to come down and lead and inspire the younger generation. I think it's brilliant. I think all the opportunities that are available to young people today um, and to young girls is, is incredible. It really is incredible. I almost wish I was as young yeah, as Yeah, it's, it's very different again. to when I was in school, I'll say that. I just wonder, what kind of role do you think football can play in schools in changing perception of the wider women and girls game? I think schools are an integral part. I think that when they come in in year seven, I think from primary school, obviously they're playing together on the playgrounds. You know, they've got that kind of innocence about them. When they come into high school, they're up against different judgments and you're up against that inequality. And I think what's happened just recently with making sure that girls football is on the curriculum, um, just creating that, narrowing that gap between um, the girls and the boys and just showing that as a school, you know, representing both the girls and the boys and saying, do you know what? We're we're here for you all we're going to provide opportunity for every single one of you whether you're male or female um, I think it's brilliant and I think we need to make sure that we're paving the way and we're create we're role models for this younger generation and and changing their perception of how people see girls football and the opportunities and that they can do they can create yeah, I absolutely agree with you there and we look at success and we see what the lionesses have done yeah. on the pitch so inspiring it is so inspiring and with this legacy not only will the girls be able to play football but I imagine they're going to develop transferable skills that will help Absolutely. them in the classroom as well with behaviour, oh, brilliant. maybe yeah. even other subjects. I mean, just having that representation in front of them um, from obviously winning the Euros and all the other stuff that's going on as well, um, it's created so many opportunities, as you say, not just as a performer, but also you can see we've got our football activators here today. Um, two years ago, we were obviously given an initiative that we could do with the Barclays game on. Um, we were able to create these football activators from uh, from all our keen footballer girls um, who willingly wanted to do this. They wanted to develop those skills further. And as you say, these skills are transferable skills using footballism as a tool, but obviously they can use those skills not only as a leader, but within the classroom, teamwork, communication skills, and just building that confidence in these young women and these young girls that they can go out into the world and feel proud of what they do. Katie, we've seen lots of resources, plentiful support. But what else is needed to overcome the challenges for young girls when they face in football? Well, obviously, the government changed today. Obviously, £600 million pumped into girls' football is brilliant to show that support. I think that's going to make a huge difference. But I think what we really need is we need to put more uh, resources and more support to train more female coaches. I think if we can get that representation out there, it's so important. And I think young people coming through today um, you know, from different different cultural backgrounds. I think it's so important to have diversity of role models and to be able to look up to people and see themselves. And, and I think that's really, really inspiring. So I think if we can give them that platform, give them the resources they need, do it in person, you know, so we can build that confidence as well and kind of create that lovely culture of female coaches, I think that would be great and I think that would filter down as well and I think as I said before I think it's important that we do inspire girls to not only become a performer but also inspire these girls and show them that there are so many different avenues that they can go into refereeing officiating you know playing football uh, you know and just coaching as well just helping the grassroots level 
play football and I think that's so important. I totally agree with you because we're going to see of course this increase in participation we're yeah. going to need to do get the coaches to do it. Yeah exactly well. to support it. Finally Katie what has been your experience in, in offering increased opportunities for girls to play football in your school? It's been really good actually my school's really open to trying new things so um, we were kind of ahead of the game a little bit so uh, about two three years ago about three years ago we added we actually added girls for, um, football to the curriculum and um, we saw the massive interest from the off and I think that was brilliant and that just shows again how the curriculum really does support these students and if it's not there then and they don't have access to it we're not going to see it so the fact that we've been able to do that has been brilliant and then off the back of that I've been able to do the um, Barclays game on uh, football activator course and again be able to channel those students through in different ways and even now I've had year, girls in year seven that started you know three years ago they're here today as football activators not only do they play but they're also leading and inspiring this younger generation as well so I think it's it's brilliant it is brilliant thank yeah. you so much for joining us and thank you for all no worries thank you very much you. thank Thank you. Well, Thank you. Katie is yet another example of a truly inspiring person that I've had the opportunity to meet here in Ilford. Tom and Sarah, who have you been chatting to up in Manchester? It started to snow here in Manchester, but it's not dampening anyone's spirits. We've managed to catch up with Mo from Manchester United Foundation, who's been part of organising today's event. So Mo, can you tell us a little bit about what you've been doing? Yeah, so we've, today we've brought down a handful of girls just to get, take part in some football activities, especially to go with International Women's Day. So with it, we thought, why not try to, prom try to promote and as well as get engaged with as many girls to play football and as well as lovely weather, as you can see. But the main thing is for the girls to get out, play football and enjoy the game, especially following through, obviously the growth of the female game. It truly does show the energy that they've got to play the game, especially turning up in this. Yeah. The, the commitment's huge, honestly. If you were to say to the girls, right, here's a chance to play football tomorrow, the weather's going to be like this, they'll still turn up, and that's fantastic for the energy that, and the commitment, which is, is positive energy that's spreading out, and obviously, as you can see, with at the high level, and you can see at this level as well, it's still spreading, so that's a good, good thing to see right now. Definitely. And away from today's event back at the school that you uh, work at, what, what kind of stuff do you do with the girls over there? So with the girls so far, what we do is um, we do engage with extracurricular activities, so trying to push for them to take part in lunchtime football. I know so I've really dominated with, with boys doing it, but I'm trying to make sure the girls are getting involved at lunchtime and as well as after school, we have a girls-only football session. I know within classroom delivery, we're looking to start a social action project, which will involve them doing something, coming up with a project or an idea that will have a positive impact for the school and as well as local community within, obviously, Rochdale and the Middleton area. I think that's so important because obviously we're outdoors today, they're playing football, they're running about, they're getting active. There's so much intrinsic and extrinsic value to that. But there's so many opportunities around football that's not just on the pitch but away from the pitch. Oh yeah. So what type of things do you think we need to do moving forward to encourage some more of that? I think more things will be trying to ensure that we're getting as many. First of all, let's get, let's get the girls involved, first and foremost. Let's engage with them, interact find out what they actually like and when you have to find out it's easy and once you build up that rapport and relationship with them we can overall get the girls to join into activities like especially things like football well it's not football it's, as long as it's any sports trying to promote the, the growth of it and the main thing in there the keyword is growth as it's obviously shown within football 
Can we also get it away from football? So such thing as getting them into leadership opportunities. As previously, we've got some girls that are, that are here down, I've brought down, who've been involved in coaching the football teams within the younger age groups. So that's another thing, running tournaments and as well as organising. So I think there, there's plenty of opportunities we can have to involve the girls around. And you spoke there about finding out what the girls like. Um, in our ambition to provide equal access for girls, what kind of barriers have you come across or have you got any top tips for how we can overcome them? I think the first thing is to find out. Go and speak to them. I think overall you have to build the bridge, find, help them build the bridge and then you can also help them cross that bridge overall. And tip I don't always say is first of all, find out who they are and that's the first thing and then overall what they're, what they're like and what they're into and then can you build a common ground and then push from there. And as long as the whole point is trying to give these kids opportunities and as well as these girls, we, how can I say, we give, we have the power to use it, for example, the foundation, we use the badge to engage with as many students and as many participants across the Greater Manchester area and as well as around. What we, what, so that's opened the door for us. Can we actually push for more using that? So. Well, fantastic. Thanks very much for speaking to us. We're going to go see who else we can get a conversation with. Well, the snow finally caught up with us here in Manchester. We've had to come from outside and indoors and finally get warm. We've got two really special guests now, two really important ones. Just tell us who you are and what your roles are to start with, please. Um, I'm Emma Toon. I'm the strategic lead for girls football in Tameside. And I'm David War. I'm the head teacher here at Great Academy Ashton. So starting with yourself, Emma, why get involved in something like today? It's something we've always got involved with. I think it's a, a passion in the borough as well as passion in the, inside the school and uh, it's something that we would naturally go towards and I think we lead the way in the borough with things like this so anything we can do to get girls more active in, in our point of view is is brilliant so let girls play day. Um, we've we tried to encourage lots of schools from around the borough as well to get involved so by having a super session here um, like we had 24-hour football last year we had the closer curriculum down for girls, anything like that we can do that can raise the profile of that with girls is, is brilliant. And David, what, what does that mean for yourself? Um, any activity that we can get young people involved in, any sport, any exercises is, is absolutely fundamental to their success. They need to be very, very fit and very active. Um, but also that equality of access. You know, every child, no matter what their background, what their gender, what their sexual orientation preference, needs to be engaged in sport and exercise at an equal level. And a day like today is just uh, phenomenal for that. Absolutely, and obviously with the government announcements, more opportunities, obviously it sounds like you're already doing it, but the encouragement for other clubs now to actually take that on board, have that two hours of PE curriculum. What does it mean in terms of strengths of partnerships with yourselves, with other schools and other, other organisations within this locality? Any working together is good for the students. Um, bringing communities together will really bring post-COVID world a much better, more harmonious world. And what better way of doing that than sport? I think from my point of view, um, being a school sport partnership in the borough and a girls football sports partnership, we've just got to lead the way. And anything we can do to influence other schools to make sure that opportunities do happen in their, in their schools as well as in our schools is just something that we're passionate about. So we'll make sure that happens. Two hours PE, perfect. And we speak about equal access a lot at a strategic level. On days like today, when you see the girls playing as they are, how does that make you feel when you see it brought to life like this? 
simply put, proud. Giving them, giving every student an opportunity to participate. I mean, this is top-end stuff, and they're, they're going to go home tonight absolutely buzzing, and out of this will be future Lionesses, and so just simply pride. I think that's the thing, the, the big thing is pride, yeah. I think the inspiration as well. We've had so much inspiration from the Lionesses, from local clubs that use our facility. Um, you know, children were taking the ball out at Lioness games and so on. And I think as, if the children can see it, then they can believe it. And I think that's the massive thing that we want to make sure is happening within our school, within our community. If they can see what they can achieve, it's an easier route for them. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, here in London, the sessions are still underway. Keepy uppies and all sorts of competitions going on around us. And I'm delighted to say I'm now joined by Joe, who is a teacher with one of the schools taking part in the Let's Girl Play's biggest ever session. Joe, welcome to In The Box. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Firstly, tell me a little bit about you, your role and the school that you're from. Um, yes, I work at a school, Cranbrook Primary School, which is just two minutes across the, across the car park. Um, and yeah, we're very lucky to have these facilities here. Um, we make lots of use of them during our PE time at school and the kids just love, love coming here. And yeah, we're very lucky to have, be invited to this uh, event today. It's a pleasure to have you here. I just wondered how important is it for you as a teacher to be able to bring some of your younger female players to be a part of an event like this? Well, I think if you just look around, you see like the smiles on their faces. Like, you see just how much they enjoy um, just coming to like a new venue and getting involved in these sort of events. And they, they just love being active. They love staying fit. And it's something that we've got to continue to or pushes the bar around as a school. How important is it that we have such big scale events for girls wanting to play football? Well, it's only going to raise the profile. And I say the more, I say like getting all these like TV companies here as well, it's fantastic like to really get women's football on the map. I mean, the Lioness did a fantastic job of the Euros as well. And we've got to really sort of just keep driving with that, with that momentum. What role do you think schools can play in terms of changing perceptions around the women and girls game? Well, it's integral, it's particularly at Cranbrook as well. Uh, British values and our school values are the root of everything that's sort of like PE and sort of women's football sort of represent equality, determination. And I say if all schools keep following those sort of British values, um, that's only going to be replicated into the women's game. In school, both on and off the pitch, football can make a difference. Have you seen any of that from your um, experience? Yeah, no, absolutely. Again, just you have to look at the girls here today. They're so happy to be here. Like, they love having these opportunities and the opportunities we're providing to school as well and in Frenford as well. Um, it's only sort of improving that and giving them access to these experiences. And, you know, that's fantastic. Joe, what else is needed to help girls overcome the challenges that they have when it comes to playing football? Um, it's a good question. I think the most important thing is just time. I think we've seen the success with the, say, with the Lionesses. We just need a bit of time to keep riding that momentum and just continuing to put, in, put on events like these, keep driving home those key values in our schools, and hopefully we'll see maybe some future stars here today. Well, let's hope so. And I finally wanted to ask you, what has been your experience since offering more opportunities for girls to play football? Um, I say just lots more girls like, always coming up to me as well. Like Joe, like, they like, really enjoyed like the after school like girls football session things like that. When's the next one? It's just like, such a buzz around the game at the moment. It's really good to see around the school. Thank you so much, Joe, for joining us. And I hope that the girls continue to keep asking you when the sessions are going to be on. It's fantastic to hear. Thank you for having me. So now we're joined by both Lee and Emily from Manchester FA. Lee, Emily, just tell us a little bit about your roles. Uh, yes, yeah, so at Manchester FA, I'm a football development officer and I look after women and girls football. Yeah, Emily Owens at Manchester FA, disability and inclusion. So starting with yourself, Lee, 
following the announcement today and there are going to be more opportunities for girls to play football in schools, there'll be no doubt more girls looking for opportunities to play within clubs. Can you tell us a little bit about what the County FA's plans are for that? Yeah, of course. So it's something that we've been working with our strategic leads across Greater Manchester um, this season in girls first play football in schools most of the time. Um, as we can see today, what a goal. Um, and then they they don't necessarily know that there's grassroots clubs out there for them to join. Um, so what we've been working with our strategic leads and the, our workforce within schools is that like you can use tools like find football um, to then find your nearest Weetabix Wildcat Centre, squad girls or your affiliated team um, and then play grassroots football. Um, so it's really important to us that girls start playing football in schools but then they know that football isn't um, just in school. You can't, you've also got thousands of grassroots clubs that you can be a part of. Um, obviously there are some clubs that don't currently offer female provision um, so that's where we have uh, our toolkit on how we can create a female friendly club um, we've seen the launch of equal game ambassadors this year and we're looking forward to running our first workshop at the end of the month um, and then that gives the opportunity for clubs to find out what they can do to offer more female provision and how they can say that that's in a great environment um, that's how we'll grow the female provision that we have Similar in the disability side of things, although there is clubs there, we're trying to link schools to clubs to make sure that there are other steps outside of school, um, create teams more than anything, signpost them, just similar in the female provision. And Lee, you picked up on some of the roles that are out there in terms of equal game ambassadors and the others that you mentioned. Looking around the room today, we know it takes a whole load of people to make these things happen. What are the plans in terms of workforce and volunteers and opportunities for those guys to help support the game? Yeah, of course. So um, from teachers, one of the projects that we're working on is how we can upskill teachers and the emergence of courses like stepping over the sidelines and then also the CPD for teachers. Um, for us, that's brilliant. Um, these are FA courses that teachers can complete. Um, they can do their EE playmaker now um, and then that gives them the confidence and the skill set to deliver sessions like this. Um, we don't have to look at a licensed coaches, that isn't the provision that we need in schools. We just need a simple understanding um, of football so that we can cater, um, cater for the girls to play. Um, a lot of schools will outsource football um, to, like, to professional coaching companies. Uh, our perception is that this isn't necessarily needed um, we can help upskill the, the staff that you currently have and that's something that we want to work on and that's what we do with our strategic leads um, and of course we have older year groups and um, we often see that youth leadership is overlooked um, we recently ran uh, Manchester FA um, young leaders program and we brought 50 young people from all over Greater Manchester to City Football Academy and they got an insight into the different roles there are in football. You, when I was younger I thought you had to be a coach, a referee or a player and that was it. Um, obviously now I, I have a job in football um, and we're able to show young people that you can support clubs and um, this will make you more employable. Um, young people are so worthwhile for grassroots clubs. Um, I know loads of young people that end up doing registrations for, for their clubs because their secretary doesn't necessarily get the club's portal. Like, young people get this system and let's utilise them where we can. 
and you say you work in the inclusion game. Obviously, this is inclusion, it's equal game for girls, but obviously for disability players, how does this sort of feed into that and sort of inspire where we can get to for the disability game? Well, just the let girls play, which I did have a t-shirt on before that you're wearing, um, it's very, very, it feeds very much into it exactly the same. So it, my job now is to show that girls can play, whether that's female disability or just disability in general. Um, there's so many opportunities out there that we're going to create that are out there so that they can continue to play just exactly the same. And I think the final thing sort to touch on is that we see it in the landscape, don't we? Clubs are getting bigger. The teams are getting bigger. They're starting to provide so much more than just football and opportunities. You've touched on it there about, obviously, girls having roles, not just having the opportunity to play on the pitch, but roles off the pitch. There's so many opportunities now, marketing media, social media, the lot. It's almost our accredited club landscape is starting to provide them opportunities for them. Yeah. What do you think we need to do now to help support them moving forward? What's the next biggest barrier or challenge that we're going to face? Right now, a lot of it is people knowing the opportunities, signposting people to the right opportunities that best serves their skill set. Um, and that's something that we can do by being out on the ground, engaging with people, workshops like Equal Game Ambassador, um, we run league, league conference. Um, we need to engage with our clubs and leagues to find out what they need. Um, and then a lot of it, when I work with women, it's the confidence, um, the amount of time I'll stand on the sideline with women and they say, oh, who can help run this part of the session? None of them step up. And it's just because they have this impression that well, it has to be the dad that steps up and runs the under sevens. Um, in actual fact, there's so many women that are more than capable of that as well and they just need that little push over the sidelines um, but that's something we're working on yeah I think that's such a powerful message for International Women's Day that's empowering other women to take that first step thank you so much for your time So today it is all about letting girls play football and I've recruited some rather awesome players today. Girls, thank you so much for joining me. It's a pleasure to have you here. I wanted to ask you a couple of questions if that's okay. And the first one is, what do you like about playing football? What I like about playing football is that I get to stay healthy, fit and I get to stay active. Awesome answer. What do you like about playing football? What I like about playing football is I always get to make new friends doing it and I enjoy being goalie. Being a goalkeeper, hey? And what do you like about playing football? What I like about playing football is I like to do teamwork and pass to players and tackle. And what do you like about football down the end there? <laughs> what I like about football is um, there's all different things to do and I like taking part of it. And do you think that girls should be able to play football the same way that boys do? Yes, I do, because I think it should be equal. And do you think that girls should be able to play football like the boys do? I think they should, because just because your gender is different doesn't mean you, you shouldn't deserve to do the same thing. I think you should, because if boys were girls, then girls would play, and boys can play too, because they're equal, and it doesn't matter who's better. Absolutely. What do you think? I think they, sh I think girls should be able to because everyone's the same and everyone can do what they want to do. I think those are some fantastic answers there. And I just wondered quickly, did you have or do you have any role models that inspire you to play football? Yes, Wayne really because he um, got 13, he won 13 goals in football. He's your role model. How about you? Do you have any role models or anyone that inspires you? Um, I, I like watching Kelly Smith when she's on the field. And was it, did you get to meet her today and play with her at all? Yeah. 
Oh, that is awesome. Who is your role model? I like to watch Jill Scott. Yeah, she's an absolute legend. How about you? Do you have any role models or inspiring uh, figures? I, I, I like to watch Jill Scott too it with my dad. Brilliant. Oh, well, girls, thank you so much. Have you had an awesome day today? Yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much for joining us on In The Box. As you can see, today has been amazing. And I think it was your first time playing football today, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. First, but certainly it will not be the last for many, many girls across the country. That's all we've got time for on today's episode of Extra Time. We've had a fantastic day here in Manchester. We've seen lots of girls taking part in the biggest ever football session. And we've learnt loads about how we can continue to grow the girls game moving forward. If you'd like to learn more about how you can play your part in supporting this, please check out the description below and visit englandfootball.com. <laughs>